What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 132, where I'll talk about the NBA draft that's taking place this Thursday. I'll also talk about who the Pistons could possibly be taking with the fifth overall pick. And then I'll talk about a free agent that just opted out of his contract that could possibly return home to the state of Michigan. And should the Pistons be interested in that player? I'll also talk about the Michigan Hall of Fame class of 2023 that was just introduced Today and then lastly, I'll talk about how the Tigers have recently been playing, even though they're currently down 4-1 to to the worst team in the AL Central, which is kind of saying a lot, the Kansas City Royals. So let's start out with the NBA draft that's taking place this Thursday. And for those that do not know, the first overall pick is unanimous. It is going to be Victor Wembiyama. He's going to be a spur. There's no contesting that. Um, number two will probably be Brandon Miller from Alabama. I'd be kind of shocked if he dropped much further than that if he did. If he does, I do think it's because of everything that happened at Alabama, but I do not expect him to be there at five when the Pistons are drafting. This is where things kind of get interesting because the Pistons are in a situation where they could go out and get a pretty good player at five. They could also move up and try to get one of these maybe top two, top three players. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Or they could make their pick at number five. And if they do make that pick at number five, currently according to Caesars, it looks like it's probably going to be Cam Whitmore out of Villanova or Azure Thompson. The question is, will Azure be there Possibly, I think one of the Thompson brothers will go between three and four, in my opinion. Which Thompson brother will it be? Not exactly sure, because it's a draft. But I think one of the Thompson brothers will go there. There's also Walker from Houston. He's a possibility. He's the third best odds. And then after that, you have the other Thompson brother. Then it's a really big drop-off from Benny Odds to Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, and Brandon Miller. If I was the Pistons, I think it kind of just depends on who is there and how much you value each of these players. Because to me, you could argue that Cam Whitmer and Jairus Walker would both be really good players for the Pistons. You can also argue that they could both be there maybe at 7 or 8, depending on... What team moves up? What does the package also look like? Do the Pistons make a big trade? They've made big trades the last two times in the NBA draft. We will see. I think there's a lot of really interesting situations that could happen with this NBA draft. And I think the Pistons is going to be one of those teams that's going to be aggressive because we've seen Troy Weaver being aggressive in the NBA draft. He's not someone that sits back and doesn't try to go get his players. We've seen him do it over and over and over again. And he's brought in a coach like Monty Williams that I think he's ready to win pretty soon. And if Tory Weaver sees a player there that he thinks can get them closer to winning, to competing to the playoffs, I think he'll do it. But there's also that factor of trading that fifth overall pick for maybe another player. 
because the Pistons have quite a bit of money to spend, and this NBA free agent class isn't great. Now, it did get a little better earlier today because of Draymond Green, and we'll talk about Draymond Green a little bit more in a couple of minutes. But this free agent class isn't great, which isn't a great thing for the Pistons because of how much money they have to spend. But there's some decent players in the free agent market. It's not going to be anyone extremely flashy. I don't think the Pistons will spend a whole ton of money, even though that they could. I think they're going to continue to try to build off these young players like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey. You also have Isaiah Stewart. I think they're going to try to continue to build off of these players. Now, there has been some rumors about Isaiah Stewart possibly getting traded. We'll see what Killian Hayes happens as well. Does he have a future in Detroit? He did say he's willing to sign a contract extension, which was pretty surprising. But at the same time, I don't know how many teams will probably give him a big contract. So maybe he's just saying that because if he can get a contract in Detroit and stay a little longer, I think he's going to be willing to do that. But there's been some interesting trade conversations going on, especially around one of the youngest, but probably one of the most injury-prone players in the NBA, and it's Zion Williamson. And I've seen some trade proposals that the Pistons go out and trade for him. Now, they'll definitely have to include five. I've seen Isaiah Stewart being a part of that. I think if you can go out and get a player like Zion Williamson, I think you'd do it. And I think while the trade will probably take quite a bit, I don't think it will take as much as people really expect it to take because of his injury history. Zion Williamson has not played a whole lot of basketball in the NBA. Now, some people might be concerned about that because he's been injured. But at the same time, when has the Pistons had a player like Zion Williamson? The only player that they've had, like Zion Williamson, with that huge name is Blake Griffin, honestly. And Blake Griffin was good for a year or two. He took us to the playoffs on a horrible knee, and we got him when he was old. Zion Williamson would bring in people to watch the Pistons. That's a guarantee. And if Zion Williamson stays healthy, he's been able to extre- to perform extremely well over and over and over. He's someone that will average you probably 20 points a night. And if he's that healthy, athletic player he was at Duke, this could be a really good situation. I think this is a situation that if you're the Pistons, I think you should take a swing at, in my opinion. Now this is where I want to talk about free agency, especially about the Draymond Green situation. I think this could be a very interesting situation. I think this could go multiple different directions. I think that probably the most likely direction would be Draymond Green returning to Golden State. If I'm Golden State, I'm bringing him back with whatever's necessary at this point. I think people way underestimate the impact Draymond Green has had in Golden State. I don't think Golden State wins 
as many championships without Draymond Green, to be completely honest with you. And I think their championship window is done if they let Draymond Green go. And Steve Kerr basically said the same thing. Draymond Green, outside of Steph Curry, kind of makes Golden State go, especially on the defensive end. And when Draymond Green's not in there, their defense isn't great. When he is in there, it's pretty good. So if you're the Pistons, this is something that you're going to want to watch out for. Now, it's going to cost you quite a bit of money to sign him, but you have that money. If you can bring Draymond Green in for a couple of years, one, you'll get an absolute dog that's going to play on defense. Yeah, he's going to get technicals. He might get kicked out of some games. He's going to get in some fights, but he's the kind of player that kind of embodies what the city of Detroit is. He's a tough player that doesn't take kind to anyone talking bad about him or his teammates. He's going to defend it. And he's a former Michigan State Spartan. You're going to have so many Michigan State fans that are just going to come to the games to just watch Draymond Green play. Draymond Green is one of the most beloved players that Michigan State has ever had. Now, some Spartans might not be super thrilled with some things he's doing in the NBA, but there's also other Spartans that will defend Draymond Green till the day he's done playing. And I think a lot of Spartans are like that way. That's why his jersey is in the rafters at the Breslin. Draymond Green coming to the Pistons would make this team instantly better. Now, he, again, won't score a ton of points. But he can facilitate. You can run your offense through him. He's great at passing the ball, great at rebounding the ball, causes issues for the other team on the defensive end. Again, I don't think this happens. I'd be shocked if it did. But this is something that, in my opinion, the Pistons have to at least put effort in bringing Draymond Green back to the state of Michigan. The last option is Draymond Green going to the Lakers. This would kind of surprise me just because the Lakers don't have a ton of money. But at the same time, Draymond Green with LeBron James and Anthony Davis would be so fun to watch, honestly. Like, that would be a trio of players that you know would probably butt heads. But a trio of players that have all the acclimates, have all the swagger, have everything you want, and it's going to create drama. And as of right now, if you're the NBA, that's exactly what you want to want. You don't want Draymond Green in LA. You don't want Draymond Green riling things up, especially against the Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, the Nuggets. So I can definitely see that happening, but I don't think that option is extremely likely either. If I had to guess, I think Draymond probably ends up back at Golden State, even though he opted out of his last year of that contract. I think he's looking for more money, and I think the Golden State Warriors end up giving him that because of how important he is to that team. But whoever's getting Draymond, they're getting a key piece to that defense, and they're getting a player that you can trust night in and night out, which is extremely important for any team. Now let's talk about the... Michigan Hall of Fame, the class of 2023. Earlier today, that class was indicted into the Hall of Fame. 
included multiple big names, including Rip Hamilton and Henrik Zetterberg. Those two players are probably the two biggest players that was introduced to this class. Absolutely worth it. I think these two players were amazing during those times. I would say Hendrik Zetterberg was maybe a little bit more impactful. But Rip Hamilton, if you didn't watch him play, he was just a fun player. And honestly, Rip Hamilton is probably best known for the mask he wore. And that's because he would break his nose all the time because of his style of play. And he was a part of a team that was just so aggressive on defense. He was a part of a team that just took it to the Lakers. It was just so fun watching Rip Hamilton play. And also it was so fun watching Henrik Zetterberg play as well. He's won multiple Stanley Cup championships. He had the A on for a ton of his career, probably because you had a couple other really great players as well, like Yeiserman and Lidstrom. But yeah, so congratulations to the couple of Spartans, couple of Michigan players that were introduced. Ryan Miller, probably the best goalkeeper that Michigan State has ever had. He had an extremely long career in the NHL. Big congratulations to him. Well-deserved. He was awesome. He won a national championship at Michigan State. Very well-deserved. And this is the other player that, well, other person that won a championship at Michigan State Hockey as well. That was Rick Comley. He was inducted into the class of 2023. He was the coach that won in 2007, led that team to a national championship. Well-deserved as well. The last Spartan is probably considered one of the best, if not the best running back in Michigan State football history. You got Lorenzo White. I never really got to watch him growing up, but from what I've heard, he was just absolutely dominant. He was someone that you could hand the ball off to multiple times and he would just make players miss. So congratulations to him as well. Michigan had a couple of players. You have Sierra Romo. Looks like she is a softball player. Don't know a ton about her, but congratulations to her. And then you have Lamar Woodley, offensive lineman from Michigan as well so that was kind of really the main class you also have mike emrick you have colleen howe and don riley as well that is the class of 2023 for the michigan hall of fame for athletics so congrats to all those individuals on getting into the michigan hall of fame so last thing i really want to talk about is the Tigers because lately even though that they're currently losing right now lately the Tigers have been playing much better and I think it has to do with their offense hitting more home runs and Spencer Torkelson has been a huge part of that he's been finally being able to lift the ball quite a bit more he's hit two home runs lately up to eight home runs on the season which ties him for the amount of home runs he hit last year he actually has more RBIs 
this year as well as he did last year already. So Spencer Torkelson has been playing much better, at least hitting-wise, lately. Now, he is struggling tonight, but that happens. But Spencer Torkelson has had a huge week. He needs to continue to build on that. Like, he needs to go, like, a month or two where he kind of stays pretty hot so he can continue to have that confidence going forward. You also have Javi Baez. He's playing much better. He is actually looking more like the player that you paid $20 million a year. Now, again, you have those strikeouts where they look really bad, especially when the the pitcher's throwing an off-speed pitch and he completely whiffs on a pitch that's like five feet off the plate, but that's Javi Baez for you. Pitching's been pretty good, and one, one pitch I've been really impressed with, he's kind of struggled the last two outings but Reese Olsen has been everything you kind of want from a pitcher that you called up way too early like he gave up four runs tonight but he has some elite stuff he has some stuff that can make players swing and miss he also has some decent command he did leave a ball over the plate leading to a two-run shot for the Royals but you're going to get those mistakes. He's extremely young. He shouldn't probably be in Detroit at this point just because of how little he's pitched in the minor leagues. But because of all these injuries that this pitching staff has, you kind of have to force these players to come up. And he's done a really good job at the Tigers. The other pitcher, especially in the bullpen, that's looked really good is his last name's White. Um, He actually made his... Major League debut, I believe, like a week ago, and he's just been really good. I think it, I can't remember his first name, but if you've been paying attention, he's definitely been pitching very good out of the bullpen, and if he continues to do that, that's a good sign because for a long, long time, the Tigers could never find bullpen pieces, and now it seems like they're finding those bullpen pieces out of random players that people don't know and one of those players is him last thing I really want to talk about for the bullpen is Alex Lang Alex Lang has been pretty bad lately like after he's won his award for the month he's been really really bad and he's been struggling he can't find his fastball right now which then doesn't mean his breaking ball pitch is effective because if he can't throw his fastball for a strike players aren't going to be swinging at that breaking ball. So hopefully he finds it. Jason Foley's been really good as well. He actually came in a couple of days ago and actually saved Alex Lane and saved the game for the Tigers to get that win. Last play I really want to talk about is someone that I earlier mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about how maybe he should just hang up. Maybe it's time for him to stop playing. Maybe it's time for him to play like every third day, just kind of like an honorary thing. And that's Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera has been so much better lately since I've made that comment. Now, do I say it's because of what I said? No. But he's finally starting to hit the ball again. I believe I saw something. He might be hitting like 400 over his last like, seven games he's played maybe not that but he's been hitting over 300 and he's hit extremely well tonight like he literally just got another single tonight I believe he's either two for two 
or two for three right now. He actually did hit a home run a couple of games ago, so he has one on the year. Honestly, that might be possibly his last home run. I don't expect him to hit many more. And Jonathan Scope just actually just hit a deep drive for a double. So looks like the Tigers might be trying to make a comeback here. But yeah, Miguel Cabrera has been so much better as of late. And I think he's deserved to stick around a little bit longer. Not much longer than after this year, I think he will probably stay around the Tigers, honestly, organization-wise, because I think he deserves it. But like he said, this is going to be his last year, and hopefully maybe the Tigers can make it interesting because this AL Central is absolutely horrible. The Tigers are currently 30-40 and 40 right now. They're only five games back from the Twins. They took two out of three from the Twins, and if they somehow pull off this win tonight at home against Kansas City and the Twins lose, you're only four games back. And it's almost July. Like, anything can happen at this point. Again, not expecting the Tigers to win this division, but anything can happen because of how bad this AL Central is. But yeah, that's kind of really a wrap to this episode. Covered about the Tigers, about the Michigan Hall of Fame class of 2023, and then the Pistons as well. I do have a couple more interviews coming out later this week. Next one will be released on Wednesday. You'll definitely want to tune into that one. That one's a really good conversation with a player that's going to be possibly playing with Lionel Messi later down the road. So definitely tune into that one. That news broke after we had that conversation. So kind of frustrated that we didn't wait a few more days but it wasn't his fault wasn't my fault didn't, didn't fully didn't expect Lionel Messi to be signing with his team so definitely tune into that one and then we got a podcast later on with a Kelvin football player and what he thinks of building that team there so yeah definitely tune into those episodes and next week I'll definitely cover the NBA draft and who the Pistons take. But yeah, that is a wrap to episode number 132. Thank you again for supporting the podcast. Go give a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. It's Michigan Sports for both of them. So definitely go support there. And yeah, have a great rest of your night.